Blog Talk Radio. Gonna tell you a little bedtime tale legend it will become. Burgers flying out the door, sail on. Two for one, no concern for the future. Living for today. Fast food bite on your way, lay it all to waste. The masses are afflicted now. Moo, mad cow. Mad cow. Mad cow, mad cow, line dance song. Hey, Sangai Nation, welcome to the show here on another Friday afternoon, last one of January or 2022. Real fast before we jump into things with our guest today, if you're looking for some professional wrestling in the next few days, tonight, WCWO at the Outlaw Arena, 1151 South Kentucky Avenue in Indianapolis, Indiana, FGW in Hamilton, Ohio, MWA in Lincoln, Nebraska, featuring Chief Atakula Kula, HCW in Terre Haute, Indiana, and Voltage Wrestling in Waynesboro, Pennsylvania. Tomorrow night, Relentless Wrestling in Liberty Lake, Washington, MPG Pro in Bloomington, Indiana, ASCW in Stanton, California, Wrestle Club in Boise, Idaho, Supreme Wrestling in Madison, Indiana, FU Wrestling in Garden City, Michigan, and PAPW in East Haven, Connecticut. Without any further ado, I want to welcome our guest to the show today. He is one quarter of the four owner men of Timber Pro Wrestling right here in our own Pacific Northwest. Taylor Jury, thank you so much for being with us. Welcome to the show. I appreciate it, and um, I'm glad that you uh, had me come on. Absolutely. We have been looking forward to having you on the show, and since it's your first time with us, I'm going to start you out with our traditional first-timer question today. What led to you getting into the business of professional wrestling? Um. To be honest, uh, when I was younger, I always wanted to be a wrestler. Um, just never went through with the training. And then um, a few years back, you know Josh Russell and um, Cody and Steve, we all uh, got together a few years back. I actually met Josh at a wrestling show. Funny thing is, I knew Josh in high school, but we weren't, like, close friends. But um, through wrestling, we became closer in friendship and more like a brother bond. But uh, that's how I ended up with uh, TPW Northwest. Um, I always wanted to be a wrestler, never followed through with the training. And he's like, hey, man, you want to come on as part of the ownership? And I took the opportunity to do it. Now, getting into professional wrestling is something a lot of people have tried over the years and A lot of people just never really grasp all the work that goes into it. Did you do a lot of due diligence as far as researching what is needed for a promoter to be successful? Did you study it, or did you go into things a little bit cold? Um, As far as, like, like pro wrestling goes, um, I went into it pretty cold. I knew some of the stuff that went on, but not, like, a lot of it. I'm still learning. Um, because like I've been around the MMA scene for years too. So, um, I saw how some of the shows got put on, um, time management, you know, stuff like that. But obviously MMA is a little bit different than, than, uh, pro wrestling because, you know, a knockout could happen or a quick submission. So the, the time lapse is a little bit different between the two. But as far as that, I was pretty fresh and green coming into pro wrestling other than, um, having the love for it as a child all the way up till now. Now, obviously, like I said, there are four people in the ownership group of Timber Pro Wrestling. When there are multiple owners, that means there will be multiple ways of thinking, multiple opinions on things. 
when it comes to putting together the roster and the staff for Timber Pro Wrestling, what has been the process for the four of you to scout out who you want on the shows and decide who exactly gets the nod and who doesn't? Um, as far as the four of us go, we do a majority vote on what what's going to happen. Um, we bounce ideas off of each other. Um, we also have a, a talent, a pretty good talent pool, as you know, out here in the Northwest, uh, in Washington State, Oregon, Idaho, um, top part of California. We have some pretty good wrestlers in that area. And even with uh, the border opening up, we're going to be able to use Canadian talent. Um, as far as that goes, we have a lot of the same taste and uh, performers. Um, so that doesn't really, uh, doesn't really make a big difference for us. Um, we're also willing to let like newer guys come in, guys that are pretty fresh still, um, coming out of school, learning. Um, but other than that, like the, the outcome of the matches, I kind of, I bounce ideas off of them since I'm kind of the green guy out of the four of us. Um, I just bounce ideas off of them. And if they have good, like if they have good endings to stuff, I'll put my input in as well. So it, it, we actually work really well together as a group of four. Um, it, it, I have no complaints on it. Uh, sometimes it can get kind of dicey, but it's, it gets worked out in the long run for us because we all have the same goal in mind. We want to we help support our community and support local pro wrestling and on the indie scene and uh, give guys shots that normally wouldn't get shots. Um, and having having it out in like startup and like out in that area, trying to build their community back up, it helps them as well. I've seen uh, Josh at area shows, uh, scouting out talent, enjoying other promotions, and I'm sure the rest of you have gone to area shows as well. Since you started. Timber Pro Wrestling, do you go to wrestling shows with sort of a different eye than you had previously? Are you kind of constantly scouting out talent and thinking if certain people would be a good fit for your company? Um, uh, I haven't been able to go to a lot of local shows recently just because of my job that I have now. My current job is pretty tight schedule. I have I work um, swing shifts at the prison, so um, it, it just it depends on uh, my days off. I haven't been able to go to a lot of shows, but over the years going to, like, the WAC shows and Defy and watching, like, um, some of the other uh, DOA, some of the other places around here um, put on shows, I've been able to see a lot of the guys um, for, like, talent-wise, so it makes it a little bit easier. Uh, but you got guys that I haven't seen before because I haven't been able to go to shows recently. But other than that, it, it they they bounce videos off me or they'll send me stuff, um, and I'll kind of put my input on what what wrestlers we should use, what we shouldn't use. Um, like we just have we have pretty much the same ideas when it comes to what kind of talent we want. We want athletic, you know speed we want we want just about a little bit of everything big guys you know small guys um but out here like i said there's a lot of talent out here that doesn't get recognized right away that is true and judging by the first timber pro wrestling show a few months ago you put together sort of an eclectic uh roster of talent there were people like you said that were brand new just starting out as well as people that have been around 10, 15 years. You had some of the great big power wrestlers. You had some of the smaller high-flying wrestlers. There's an eclectic group. Is that sort of a reflection on the various tastes of the four owners, or did you decide that regardless of personal taste, you wanted to make it sort of an eclectic roster? Um, so for the most part, like the four of us, we want, we want what's best for like the fans. We want a little bit of everything. Um, as far as like your big guys, small guys, high flyers, stuff, 
stuff that you don't normally see all on one card. That's what we're going for. Like we want to, we want to make everything fun and exciting and just showcase all the different styles of wrestling that we can at our shows. And that was one of our, our, uh, main priorities when we started Timber Row Pro Wrestling Northwest is to be different than everybody else. Um, and I, and I, I throw a big, a big shout out to Max starting whack with Dave and Chris and all those guys. Um, they, they kind of paved the way, same with Defy kind of paved the way for us to kind of, um, see the difference between the styles and mesh them in one show. Um, but, like I said, it, it, it's the four of us that, you know, we all have our ideas. And when you mesh four people's ideas together and it works, it works. And if it doesn't, we make it fixed. We had a lot of craziness scheduling, uh, having to swap matches around. Um, you were there, you saw some of the stuff that was happening to us for our first show. We were kind of new, we're still new to it. So we're having to move, wrestlers around and and move matches around just to get things to work the proper way i can safely say as long as i've been around it doesn't matter if it was your first show or your 1000th that is something that happens to everybody at pretty much every level on every show you're always gonna have changes so that's that's for sure something you'll eventually come to know i'm sure yeah oh yeah and like and like you said our our talent pool for our first show we had some we had some veteran guys out of this area and we had some new guys you know uh Rysik, he's been around for shoot for years and years i remember going to tcw shows when caden matthews was putting those on out at Tolela and seeing him and he was one of the first guys that popped into my head as like a veteran guy for a heel I was like, we need to bring him in. And then we brought Andy's in with him. And like, it was just a cool way that everything kind of flowed together because like, you know, seeing these guys years and years ago and some of them are like, Hey, yeah, we'll work with you. It was kind of cool to see all of it mesh together in the long run. You know, you got, you know, we have our show, this show coming up and we're, you know, guys are wanting to come and wrestle for us. And it's just cool. Now, in addition to a lot of the Washington talent that you have coming in, there's also a lot of guys from Oregon. Uh, We have the return of C.J. Edwards, who has been around the Northwest for many, many years, might be the most underrated professional wrestler anywhere. For sure. You have Buddy Highway and Caleb Brex. Yeah. Uh, A tag team, the Hogs, they will be there out of Oregon. What's it like knowing that you have people traveling a pretty good distance to be part of Timber Pro Wrestling this early in the run? Uh, You know, it's a relief. Like, us being all new, I mean, Josh, Josh, Cody, uh, Steve, they've all had – I'm the only one that hasn't had any professional uh, wrestling training, but I have, like, various different martial arts trainings, and I was an amateur wrestler, but – they have pretty good ties with these guys. So like it makes it pretty easy except for when there's like multiple shows going on at one time or during that week or really close together, then it makes it a little bit harder. But um, yeah, when it comes to talent, we've been pretty lucky on getting like good talent, veteran talent, young talent. That's just stepping up. Uh, There's a few guys. We even, even the Oregon guys like, um, you know, Edwards, great great wrestler uh i think he's underrated because of his size probably um that's the only thing i could think of because he's he moves real well in the ring him and rashad had that that match at our last show and it it was pretty good from what i could see because i was running quite a bit but um they they had a good show uh as far as like the hogs go those guys are a new tag team i don't know what's going on with them um as far as uh how it goes roster or not roster wise but covid wise and and stuff with those guys because i know we've had some cancellations and some different different things going on um with our roster right now 
I think every promotion is going through that at this point. That's kind of something we're dealing with industry-wide. But um, besides talent, one of the things that promoters have to do, of course, is find a venue, and that can be a tricky thing in good times, but with the COVID era we're in, it makes it even harder to find proper venues, really. I know promoters are usually kind of scouting out buildings as well, trying to uh, see if it would potentially work for their own particular wrestling show. Is finding a venue something that has been harder for you compared to what you think, or do you think it's been easier than what you anticipated? Um, so, like, with, with what we're going through right now, it hasn't been, like, super hard finding a venue because we, us as a, a four-man crew, um, we've been able to kind of talk amongst ourselves and find out what area we want to want to uh, to do our shows. We originally were going to do them in, like, Everett area, even maybe Arlington, um, but we we decided to do them out in, like, the Sultan startup area because their communities are are really low right now. They're not they're not as big as most communities. We're trying to help them build their community back up. And that's what um, our main goal is, is to build community back up and have something for families to go do is, you know, a family outing. Um, it's kind of hard with COVID and all that, but um, we try our best to make it so that we, we provide for a community that doesn't necessarily always have like big, big events going on. Um, we also looked at doing shows out in Tulalip, but that might be later on. Um, we are, our, our first uh, show was at, I believe it was at the boys and girls club in Sultan. Um, that was like, that was a nice venue. We actually just have that like stumble upon that one because one of our guys that helps with our, our video recording, Trevor, he works there. So, um, it helped out, but, uh, we found a beautiful venue, uh, at startup. They, they're willing to have us come out and do a show because they want to, they want to work with us. So it, it helps having our first show and having good feedback from the first show go through the community. Now, one of the things that has been sort of a controversial part of wrestling in the last few years, and it usually falls onto promoters as far as responsibility, is blood within pro wrestling. Uh, some promotions see blood in almost every match on every show. Some promotions steer clear of it as much as they possibly can. Where do you personally sit when blood relates to pro wrestling on your own show? On on our level of show, since we're more of a family-based show, um, I, it's not a real high priority for us. It's more nonstop action, a um, little, little bit of everything. The blood, you know, we talked about having – possibly a hardcore show farther down on the road, down the road where it's, it's more of a, an adults only tie show, but we might, we might even throw that out the window because we kind of want to stay along the family lines of, of doing shows. So it's not a high priority in, in, in our company, at least. Um, we just want to be innovators in our own style of, of wrestling and have things be different. Um, the bloodshed isn't a big deal to me. Um, yeah, you, you know, you might get more views out of it later on down the road, um, for, for older, older age group, but it doesn't really, it doesn't really draw anything for us as far as a company. One of the other things that promoters traditionally have had trouble with within the state of Washington is the athletic commission washington has a pretty strict commission in place and most promoters try to kind of backdoor shows so they aren't under the auspices of the commission but 
most times that there is some dealing at some level with the commission. Have you had much experience at this point with dealing with the Washington Athletic Commission? Um, so the, the four of us, I, I mean, myself haven't, but they've bounced, like Josh and Cody have done a lot of that, working with, like, the licensing and, and what we have to do and what we can and can't do as a, uh, as a professional wrestling company or an indie wrestling company. We can't, you know, it, like you said, it, they put a lot of stuff in your way, like as far as roadblocks to what you can and can't do if you're, if you're having a page show, like ticket sales and stuff like that. It, they, they try to put a lot of barriers up to make it hard for you to do shows. But, I mean, like there's ways around them, but we're trying to do them as, as set in stone as we can. So we're, like, professionally – as a business, we're doing it the correct way and not trying to find the loopholes. And we, we want to do it as, as correct as possible as our, as our company grows. I mean, there are loopholes you can go through, like running schools and seminars and stuff like that. But um, eventually we want to get to the point where we can run full-blown shows with guardrails and mats and on the outside and, and, and do a bigger venue if, if possible. Now, in addition to the actual in-ring wrestlers, every company needs the support staff behind it. Uh, there are referees, ring announcers, timekeepers, security that all add to a successful wrestling show. A lot of times fans don't necessarily appreciate all the other jobs within wrestling, but without them, a show's just not going to run as smoothly. Do the four of you have a set way of scouting out the side jobs within wrestling, like your ring announcers, referees, timekeepers, that sort of thing, or uh, do you try to do it within the circle that you already had? How do you go about filling all of those roles? So, so like, uh, like, you you actually came out and refed at our first show, so like we we knew you had been around the business for a while, um, and that's why we reached out to you. Um, and then we have Andy; um, he helped ref that night too. We we want to eventually get him more more ring time as a ref and possibly a wrestler because he has a little bit of uh, background in uh, amateur wrestling and he did some pro wrestling training years ago, so. That helps. And then we have, like, guys like Rook and uh, Kikio. She's been around the business for a while. So she she's actually helped us out quite a bit. Um, it just helps because a lot of these people, they know we're a new new company, and they're, they're wanting to work with us. And they're wanting to build – we're wanting to build gaps and bridges from burnt bridges from other companies and let these guys work together and have a place where they – they can see if they work with other talent that normally they wouldn't get to work with. One of the things that promoters traditionally have been able to utilize as sort of a promotional tool is Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Uh, It's maybe not as huge of a thing as it was, say, 30 years ago, but it is still out there. People can still go to stores and purchase copies of it. And a lot of independent companies take a lot of pride of getting their results printed in the pages of PWI or being mentioned in uh, various columns of PWI. Is getting into that magazine something that, you have consciously ever given consideration to? Um, personally, I, I didn't even think about that route, but yeah, eventually, you know, as our company grows, it would be great to be recognized in PWI since I've grown up being a pro wrestling fan for, since I was a young kid. Um, it'd be cool to see our company in it. Um, we do have a section in Cauliflower Ear, um, the Hall of Fame there, uh, Josh is actually in it, and also our our uh, company's mentioned in it. So um, we do have that act we that that access of 
that Hall of Fame going for us. So it, it gets our name out there a little bit. We will talk next week, and I will point you towards the direction of who to discuss getting in the magazine with. So All right. we'll, we'll make a plan of that. Thank you. That would be awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. And we talked about uh, some of the veterans that have come to Timber Pro, like Ryzik and C.J. Yeah. Edwards, but yep. there's a lot of really, really good young talent out there in the Pacific Northwest that maybe fans yeah. nationwide don't know just yet, but they're still very, very good, and they probably are going to be known on a wider scale in the next couple of years. Who are some of the younger talents out there that might have you really excited to work with, either on your roster or on the radar? Uh, so, uh, obviously, we have uh, Chris Br- uh, Brad- Brady or Brad yeah, Brady. He uh, He's our champion right now, and he's going to be a big thing. He uh, he's He's doing a lot of shows right now. Um, he's been slam packed full of shows, but yeah, he, he's going to be an up and comer out of Washington. We have Gino, uh, told you so coming in from, uh, uh, like, uh, New Mexico, he's going to be another guy. He's actually been on raw a couple of times recently. So he's, he's making his way up. Um, there's a couple of guys that I know that we probably won't get on our show, um, that we were a, we had plans on getting them, but they've they've signed contracts with with bigger companies, and it's just going to be really difficult to get them to come to our shows. Um, we eventually we're going to try to we're going to try to get some bigger names. Uh, Dan Housen, we were going to try to get in. Um, I know Max used him a couple of I think he was supposed to use him a couple of times and only got to use him once. But uh, we we're going to bring him in, but he's now signed with uh, with um, uh AEW right now. So that makes it kind of hard. Um we were in talks with uh like guys like Brody King, but he obviously wanted a lot of money, so made it real hard to sign some of those guys to a, a one show type deal. Um Kevin Knight, aka Jet Knight, uh he wrestled at WAC for Max too. We were gonna try to get him, but he signed under uh New Japan um, with uh, some sort of contract, he has it in his contract that he can't work other shows other than like New Japan and Ring of Honor shows, I believe. But there's they, they, there's a lot of stuff going on, um, a lot of good talent. Like uh, um, Rashad, he's he's going to be a good guy too. He's still pretty fresh. Um, there's a couple of guys that I don't know their names right off the top of my head that that are training with Dave and Chris at. Uh, the Dragonplex Dojo that are probably going to be pretty good talents. They're just still fresh and they're not, they're not fully trained. They just need the ring experience. Well, at this point, my co-host coach Mike Jones is with us and I'm sure coach has questions as well. So I'll pass things over to him for a bit. All right. Hey, Hey Taylor, I want to congratulate you on success. I'm doing good. I want to congratulate you on successfully being able to start up a a new uh, promotion, and uh, thanks for all you guys are doing. Yeah, I, I appreciate your guys' support, and um, it's you know it's it's a hard it's hard. A lot of people don't realize what what you go through to try to get a, a like a independent wrestling company going, and how small like shows kind of struggle at first. I mean, it it's it helps to have support from like the the guys that have been around for a while. And I, I do appreciate you guys having me on to kind of explain our, our uh, company and what, what our future goals are and trying to get fresh talent, some experience, you know, the green guys and get them, get them going, get them recognized so that other companies will use them. Yeah, you know, it's it's our pleasure. We love wrestling and we love to promote and we love to uh give people an outlet and uh, give give people uh some promotion. So, yeah. And so who were some of your heroes growing up? 
Oh, growing up, man, like being being a wrestling fan because I was born in the '80s, so like obviously you had the Hulk Hogan's, the Ric Flairs, uh, Jake Jake the Snake Roberts, like Ultimate Warrior. I had a lot of like I had a lot of cool wrestlers to look up to, um, but I also got to live through the Attitude Era, which was like the Shawn Michaels, the Triple H's, like like Edge and Christian and the Hardy Boys and Rey Mysterio, you know, I got the privilege to watch a lot of greats, even, you know, Eddie Guerrero, you know, and, and I, I pride myself on liking the luchador style um, wrestling when it first came to the United States, as far as like seeing it on daily TV um, or every week on like Nitro or whatever, before I knew about ECW because ECW wasn't real. You know, it was hard for me to get a, a hold of ECW out here um, because they didn't have a, a national TV show for a while. But once I saw what ECW was and saw that they were originally using luchadors from Mexico, um, it grew my my love for the luchador style and the show and, like, the high flying. It, it made me appreciate it and the athletic ability it takes to do it. But, I, I mean, as far as, like, guys that – like I idolized when I was a kid, it was probably the, the Hulk Hogan's and um, the macho man, you know, stuff, guys like that, the guys that had big impacts on my life when I was a little kid still have my, I still have my Hulk Hogan wrestling buddy. Actually, I don't know where it's at, but I do know I have it still. <laughs> nice. And then yeah. um, uh, I want to mention a few challenges that, uh, I've come across since, uh, and then a little bit of background on myself. I started okay. in ninety in ninety four with Debashi, and pretty much instantly started promoting and booking, and finding venues. And it started out really good. I got the South End Boys and Girls Club in Tacoma, Washington. They loved me. It was a dream come true because I I uh, played sports there as a kid. My son went there. My son played sports. I, I coached my son there, and the next thing you know, I get to have shows there. They loved yeah. us. We started, to, we started to sell out the building. They started That's to uh, – awesome. uh, they, they we got to the point where we were selling out the building, and then they said we can have as many shows as we want. Next thing you know, yeah. what happens, and this this is back in a time, too, where there wasn't hardly any Northwest wrestling in Washington State. So Debashi yeah. had basically yeah, yeah. the only thing go, going. And then uh, next thing you know, Tim Flowers comes down and tries to make ultimatums for uh, all the guys, saying that he's going to blackball everybody if uh, they don't join his league, and they started the PWF, and half the guys joined, and we wouldn't go away. We we. we come up with our own school and Debashi ended up getting like 10 really good uh, new guys and we're still selling out the place. Guess what happens? Somebody bomb threats the boys and girls club. Now we can't have shows. So that was one yeah, challenge that, we had to go through. You know, yeah, I, I, and, there's a lot of haters around here that it really sucks. I wish everyone would work together, but they don't. Yeah. See, here's, here's our, our look at like, we see some of that stuff happening. Like, you see a lot of people blackballing people. It's like now that because our company is all about building bridges and getting over whatever kind of uh, like bad blood there is between the companies. But some companies they just have so much bitter bitterness towards each other. It's hard to even get guys to work together. I know some of them like our locker room. You can ask uh, like any of the wrestlers that came out and wrestled for us that day. Um, we had guys from all different promotions there, um, even guys that have worked with people that aren't liked so much came out and worked some of our our first show. And, you know, the, the locker room had no negative uh, vibes at all when you went back there. Um, a lot of people don't see that, the negativity and, like, what's going on between, like, small independent companies right now and, like, we want to work together with all the other companies in the area. Um, we've talked to most of these guys, like uh, Chris and Dave. Um, we've talked to Max. We've talked to Matt um, Beck. He runs a show, too. We've talked to all these guys. Um, it helps that we have friendship with a lot of these guys 
Um, Dave and Chris are really cool and supportive of uh, Timber Pro, which is really nice. They, um, you know, looking back, I used to go to, you know, some of the shows out here, even the ones like back in the day when Ole Olson was around and uh, Nick Wayne's dad, Buddy, uh, used to put on shows with Ole. You know, some of those shows, we want to build relationships with guys that had relationships with them so we can go build our company as a whole and work with other promotions in the area and try to build some of the, the bittersweet uh, tension between the companies and build it so that there isn't as much. That's one of our main goals is to gap the bridges that have been burned. Nice. And then, you know, a couple other challenging things that I, uh, I've dealt with or noticed throughout the years, and I've helped promote with probably a dozen different places around here, is I can tell you right now, it, it's sad. When you look at all the shows that I've been involved with or seen, what you get is not even half the roster does their part. What I mean by that, they don't promote, they don't help, they don't sell tickets. All they want to do is come and show up and wrestle. And uh, I started noticing, even like on the last show I was involved with, uh, I'm telling you, dude, there's 20-something wrestlers in the locker room, and there's only four or five people helping set up, <laughs> tear down. And it's sickening, dude. And so my yeah. suggestion, yeah. I, came, I, came up, I came up with this idea after that last show. You know what? We're yeah. going to have a have a also when I do stuff for the Real School Army in the NGW Green Room that we sponsor a lot of shows. Yeah. We pay we pay like double what the average company pays, okay? So I yeah. decided that I'm going to I'm going to have a pay structure that I'm going to break down their pay. I'll I'll keep their pay yeah. as double double these other companies, but it's going to break down yeah. to you get a quarter quarter of your pay if you wrestle. You get a quarter yeah. of your pay if you help. You get a quarter yeah. of your pay if you do promos, and you do a quarter of, get a quarter of your pay if you promote the show, as in invite people and accept the invite. And if they don't, yeah, they're only going to get a percent for wrestling. Yeah, so like, we didn't really have a whole lot of problem with that for our first show because a lot of these guys were just grateful that we had them at a show because of COVID and all the stuff that's going on, and nobody's had really any shows. But we got a, we actually got a really good group of guys that came in, and it was like set the ring up and joke around and take some bumps and like kind of go through their stuff, uh, their their matches before the match. And like um, I could see that happening, though. I've seen it where guys go in and, you know, me building a relationship with Max at WAC and, and Dave and all those guys. I don't really know Dave that well or Chris that well, but I know Max pretty well. But he would have guys come in. They would come in, wrestle. They'd hang out for a little bit, and then they would jet out. I mean, and, and like, I get it. Those guys don't want to stick around. But when it comes to small indie shows and, like, building relationships with these guys, it helps when they stay around and, like, help tear down. You get to know the guys better. You get to know who you probably want to bring back, who you don't want to bring back, stuff like that. Um, but that putting the ring up and tearing it down, it's it's like that's a you know that's a big thing in this business is you do your dues, you do your time, and you do those things. It's not just come wrestle and leave. It, it's one of those things that's built the bond for wrestlers um, as far as like the wrestlers go and knowing what goes on um, other than the actual show itself. I think it helps build the bonds for the guys and for the ownership as well. Cause I was there helping put up the ring and, you know, um, setting chairs up and stuff. So it, it helped me bond with some of the wrestlers more too, as well. Nice. You know, and then, you know, I just, it made me realize that at that last show is we've always had plenty of guys to just who want to just show up and wrestle. I don't want them guys anymore. I want the guys who want to be more part of it. And then one other thing that a suggestion that I come up with is it might be a good idea when you ask your fans, when they come in, who do they come to see? 
Because there's another thing. Yeah. I mean, I've had like I've had big stars that. What I mean by big star, they've wrestled around the world. They're popular. They help yeah. promote it also. They help promote it also. <laughs> the guy charges yeah. me five hundred bucks. Guess what happens when the show when the show is is uh there. Guess yeah. what? It's pretty obvious this guy didn't didn't draw one fan because for one yeah. the guy didn't. Not many people came to the show, and of course yeah. that has to do with some of our promoting too. But what I mean by him not bringing it, uh, being a draw, the guy didn't sell one thing for merchandise. That is pretty yeah. obvious. That me spending five hundred bucks to have him on the show was not worth it. Yeah, and that's and that's one of the things we're 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 looking at right now is like especially as a new company and being small and kind of having to work with the other wrestling schools and stuff around the area because we don't have our own wrestling school. A lot of these promotions that are out here are buddied up with wrestling schools. So, I mean, you, you try to bring in those big name talents, you're spending big money on them, but they're not putting anything in other than coming and wrestling and trying to sell their merch, which, you know, me being around some, some people that have had, businesses that have sold shirts and, and, uh, and, and merchandise and stuff. Um, like some of that stuff, the extreme markup on it is part of the reason why they don't sell a lot of their stuff. Um, it, it, it's an extreme markup. I think what it is is they're, well, they want to make money off of it. I get that, but the extreme markup makes it so that you're not selling as much and that, and that hurts the company and it also hurts them as a, as a performer, I think um, we, like you said, you know, there's, there's guys that want like 500 to a thousand dollars and it's made us kind of look at it and be like, is it really worth having this guy come in for our joy or try, try to sell tickets. But if they don't sell tickets, we're out that much money. That's another reason why we've also wanted to try to connect with uh some of these wrestlers that have schools and bring in their young talent and get them some exposure and possibly having them come back and wrestle for us or one of the other promotions out here like Defy if they're good enough um, or Whack or I think there's one that's called like 5CC or something like that up in Bellingham area. They do shows all over the place, but um, we just want to, we kind of want to get a good mixture of it. We, eventually we want to bring in a couple of veterans, um, guys that we've talked to, or at least Josh has talked to about bringing in, but that's more later down the road when we're established and uh, we have a name for ourselves. Um, like I said, we're, we got, you know, Brady. Um, he's a good kid, good, 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 talented guy that hasn't been wrestling for very long. Um, he's he's going to go on to do some bigger and better things um, here within the next couple of months. And then we got uh, Gino. He's coming out of – he's flying from New Mexico out here. Um, he's also got a school. So we're hoping that um, eventually we can use some of his younger talent when he feels that they're ready to come out and wrestle. Um, we've had a lot of uh, California guys then. Um, and some of the, the warmer states like California, New Mexico, we're getting a lot of guys like from Nevada that want to come wrestle. Um, it's just we don't have the the money pool right now to pay for some of the guys. Um, but eventually, you know, that's our, that's our goal is to promote local Washington wrestlers but also build talent pool from other places and, and put on really good shows and put Washington on the map as – you know, we're here to stay, and we want people to know that Washington's a big wrestling state. Like, we we already show it with certain uh, certain certain uh, companies out here already show it pretty well, but we want to build it as, as, like, multiple companies and how we can all come together and make a really good show. Nice. So guys, we have a uh, caller on the line, perhaps, with a question, so let's... Okay. Bring on the guest. Right. We have the caller from the 425. Hey, what's up, son guy? What's up, coach? Just wanted to hey. call in. 
Hey, long time no here. Yeah, just wanted to call me. <laughs> Sorry about that. Go for it. Oh, go ahead. You got a question? Uh, no, I just wanted to say congratulate Taylor with the guys, the guys with the new promotion, and hopefully I come check it out someday and see how it is and maybe bump, say, bump into them and shake everybody's hands and say hi. been a long time and just say when they hear his aspect of how he's enjoying the adventure so far. Uh, we appreciate it, man. Like, it's, you know, it, it's it's been a long run coming, and, like, Josh, Cody, and Steve and I, we've, we've been planning on this for about almost two years now, and September was our first show due to COVID. Um, we would appreciate it if you come out and support um, our show. We actually have a show on the 5th of February uh, out in, uh, where is it, Startup. Uh, Startup Washington at the Startup Events Center. Um, we got we got Gino flying in from New Mexico. He was recently just on uh, Raw, and I believe he made an appearance on SmackDown as well. But um, I, I'd have to go back and look. But yeah, um, anything to come out and support a uh, local company, we appreciate it. You know, uh, we're the three of us are just doing this out of pure love for the business of pro wrestling. Definitely cool, like I said, and what you said, me being up here in Everett, that said that'd be a good time to check out and get to see people, and like I said, and see Cody again. I haven't seen him since C- CPW, and like I said, definitely get to meet you. Probably met you before somewhere in one of these MMA events in the past. I know you, so I know you know my son, so that's probably cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was gonna say I used to train at Charlie's Combat Club, so um, I do know a lot of people around the area. You know, I used to go to the TCW shows with when Caden had them. Um, so we probably ran into each other or if not know each other um, <laughs> through, through your son, maybe. Um, Cause I know I, if I'm talking to the guy, I think I'm talking to, I've actually trained with your son. So <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, and I, and I know you've been in the, you've been around the business for a while too, if, you know, and it, it's fun to see how, professional wrestling kind of takes off and it builds relationships with people that, you know, you wouldn't normally think you would be able to have friendships with like Josh and I, we went to high school together, never were really friends. We had, we had like acquaintance and we knew each other and knew of each other because we played uh, sports against each other and played baseball together. But other than that, like till we met each other at one of the whack shows, and then we saw each other at a Defy show. It was like it just clicked. We started talking, and then, like, we started bouncing these ideas about the whole show. And then he got together with two other of his friends, and he asked me later on to join with the, the crew of four, so to make it a crew of four. Excellent. Well, most definitely just wanted to call in and say, say – Hi, congratulations, say congratulations, happy new year. Yeah, thank you. Definitely yeah, you enjoy well. the ride because it's, go- I mean, it's an awesome ride for me. It, it's been an awesome ride and to end this. And I said, with the greatest friends and family, especially like Sign Guy, that's a brother, Sign Guy is a brother to me. Yeah. Coach Mike Jones, Coach Mike Jones was basically one of the people that um, helped me persuade from DJing to ring announcing. He's one of the first people who had me ring announcing. So, Definitely a big shout out and yeah. thank you to Coach Mike Jones. You're welcome. And yeah. I'll let y'all do, do y'all thing, and I'm just going to be listening in the cut. <laughs> All right, I, I hope to see you out there. You know, we'll have some you we'll will. have some fun. <laughs> most definitely, most definitely. So, hey, hey Taylor, how much time do you got? Uh, I got a couple of more minutes. I got to go do some stuff with my family. So, um, okay, I because I had a few more. Stuff. I had a few more questions. Okay. The live show, the live show goes about eleven more minutes. We want to give you okay. plenty of time to promote to promote your stuff, but we can go a little longer. Right. It'll be on the uh, on the podcast side. So anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll so, plug uh, in here. Oh, well, uh, can I? How much? Do you got like ten more minutes? Yeah, I can go ten. Okay, cool. So what's some of the uh, most memorable matches you've seen? Uh, as far as just like, I'd have to say like some of the, the matches I've seen out here 
have been pretty memorable. Um, I got to see uh, Shane Strickland uh, wrestle Brody King. That was a good match. Um, it's just like, I don't know, you get to see stuff like I got to see what what are some of the more memorable ones that I've seen that have done, let's see, I'd have to say some of the, the first Royal Rumbles, like seeing Hacksaw win a, a Roy, the very first Royal Rumble, being a little kid, nice. like he, like he, just because he was like the big guy and he used to yell and scream and like, just he was different, you know, seeing him win was a joy for me. Um, so like the Hell in the Cell match with Undertaker and, and Mankind, that was a big one for me. Um, some of the ECW matches, once I got into watching ECW, uh, those were some of my more memorable matches, like anything with Sabu or Rob Van Dam. Um, oh, those were too. big and memorable, yeah. you know. And yeah, I know – I... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say I got a huge library of the ECW house shows on VHS, uh, one of these days I'm going to get them transferred over. Yeah. Oh, I was, and that's one thing that I, and I, I forgot to mention this earlier when you guys were talking about, you asked me a question about like, like, my, like my draw for wrestling and stuff. It helped like as a young kid, my cousins were really influencing. They influenced me a lot on pro wrestling and one of their neighbors had one of those VHS collections. Like, uh, he would literally buy the pay-per-views and tape them, and he had, like, a whole library of this these wrestling tapes, and we'd just go over to his house, and he'd let us pull, like, mass amounts of wrestling tapes. And, like, we watched so much wrestling, I can't even remember, like, everything <laughs> that we watched. It was crazy. Like, I was in yeah. heaven as a little kid, you know. And, and seeing... Uh, one one match that really does stick out in my head was the the Dustin Rhodes match where he was in the tra- the trailer when they were wrestling while the trailer was driving the truck was oh, driving yeah. the trailer that Big one always sticks out in my head yeah 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 it, it sticks out in my head I don't know what it is about it but it that match in general like it's one of those ones that I never forget okay and so who's some of the toughest wrestlers you think there are. Or that you've seen? Like, like actual, like, legit dudes that could, like, hurt people? <laughs> or or just toughest or, in wrestling. Either way. Oh, tough. Shoot. You know, tough, tough. one of the toughest guys I've ever met that probably most people don't realize is Jeff Cobb. Oh, yeah. He, you know, he has a, he has a uh, crazy good amateur background. And he moves like a small guy. Um, him, uh, Brody King is another one that I have, um, a, a, a crazy amount of respect for, um, really cool guy. A lot of people wouldn't know that if, unless you met him, but he's a really cool guy. Chill dude. Um, uh, who's another one? Oh, uh, Swerve, Shane Strickland, uh, Isaiah, you know, or whatever, whatever he's going by now, I believe he went back to Shane Strickland, but. He's another dude that's a tough dude. I've seen him take some bumps. Um, Artemis Spencer, another dude. I saw Ray Phoenix jack him up at a Defy show, like literally kicked him, almost kicked his head, like kicked his teeth through his lip, and he still finished Damn. the match. You know, that that's that's some that's some gutsy stuff there. Like some of these guys, they, they'll continue on even when they're hurt. You know, it's crazy. So what are some of the schools that you're working with? Uh, so right now we're working with uh, Dragonplex, which is out of Everett. That's uh, Dave Turner and Chris Ross's uh, school. Um, and there we got guys from, like, uh, other shows that work with some of the other local gyms. I'm not sure exactly what the names of them are, but um, Dave and Chris have been probably one of our bigger supporters as far as when we need talent, they come through big for us. Okay, and then who's some of your favorite wrestlers currently? Currently? Shoot. Uh, you got 
uh, Jet Knight or Kevin Knight. He wrestles for uh, out of the New Japan Dojo in California. Um, I I remember seeing him for my first time at a of all places the Everett Taco Fest. Um, I told Max, I was like, man, you need to you need to pick up on this kid. He's gonna he's gonna be good here in a couple of years. And Max, first thing Max did was brought him in, and like I'm glad Max brought him in because now he's doing really well. Um, Brody King's another guy that you know is being he's pretty successful right now. Um, I enjoy watching him. Um, Dan Housen of all people, a lot of people don't get it, but he's actually a really good wrestler. Um, he had wrestled for years and years before and just didn't have like his gimmicks weren't catchy until he, he brought in the whole Dan Housen, goofy, funny, like to have fun kind of guy. Um, that's another guy. Um, shoot. Who else? Uh, let's see. There's a couple other guys. Um, who are some of the local guys like, uh, Julian Rosa, he's a good one too. He's, I think he's doing stuff with the Nightmare Academy. Um, Chris Brady, another good guy that hasn't got much exposure exposure yet. Uh, Rashad Tyson, another guy that's going to be good once he gets more exposure um, and more ring experience. I mean, then you have you, there's there's a lot of a lot of people that are getting big shots out here, like uh, Aubrey. Um, the, the one of the head refs at AEW has worked a lot with a lot of the, the young talent out here as far as refing and as far as building characters for these guys and gals that, that are out here. Um, I know she's worked with a lot of the refs out here too as well, um, and, and I'm grateful for that. Um, we also um, probably, I believe, are we have uh, – Kendall Marie is going to be one of our refs here shortly, if not at this next show, uh, Juice Box Kid. I don't know if you guys are going to have her on um, any of you guys' shows, but she's she's trained under Aubrey for years and years, so it helps. Um, but, yeah, as far as talent-wise, there's a lot of them. I can't even name all of them off the top of my head. Okay. Well, anyway, we're getting down to the end here. Um, I want to wish you continued success and all the luck in the world Thank to you. make this thing go all the way to the moon. And then I uh, yeah. uh, also want to say, uh, yeah, I'm really impressed with Chris Brady. And I, I like yeah. the way your guys' fly, flyers look. That looks like some nice production. And uh, yeah. so uh, just give you time to promote and plug anything you like and make sure you let people know how to get a hold of you. Yeah. All right. So, we have our show February 5th. Uh, it's called Crown Fire. You can actually look it up on Facebook. We have uh, an actual event page. It's Crown Fire, all one word. Um, you should be able to order uh, pre-sale tickets through um, through any any of the ownership, uh, Josh, myself, uh, Chris, or, or not Chris, but uh, Josh, myself, um, Steve, yeah, any any Cody, yeah, you can order tickets through any of us, um, but it's going to be at the Startup Event Center in Startup Washington. Um, I can't remember exactly the bell time. I know we were throwing a couple of different times around, but um, if you want to know any more information, you can go look up Timber Pro Wrestling uh, Northwest on Facebook um, or uh, Instagram, I believe we have as well. But, uh, yeah, um, that our next show is February 5th. Um, come out and support your local pro wrestlers and just a company that's on the up and rise of and trying to help communities out. Um, we also have, what's cool is, is we're actually helping out uh, the Sultan high school kids. Um, their video productions crew is actually going to come out and uh, shoot video for us and try to edit it. We, we found uh, that teacher wanted, he, he actually uh, approached us and said, Hey, do you mind if we shoot video and edit and stuff like that? And we were totally cool with it because we want to build the community. But yeah. Um, other than that, February 5th startup uh, event center in startup Washington. Yeah. Our ticket prices are also on the, the actual, um, the actual event page as well. 
Okay, nice. And I hope to one day get to interview in my NGW green room. And then uh, where where is Startup Washington by? Uh, it's it's just outside of um, Sultan. It's kind of like an annex of Sultan. It's just outside of it. It's probably 15, 20 minutes away from Monroe, I believe. All right, cool. And do you have anything else yeah. before I do my plugs sign? Uh, no, uh, I just appreciate you having me on and, and just letting me talk about our company and our goals and, uh, and everything that we're trying to build as a, a small new company in Washington and hopefully building it into a bigger company. All right. Well, Taylor, I want to thank you very much for being with us today. We appreciate it greatly. I will see you next Saturday there at Startup, and I'll pass along the contact information for PWI. All right. Sounds good, and I'll share it with the rest of the guys. Thank you very much. You're welcome. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. So, uh, Sign, I just want to let everybody know they can get a hold of me on the YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Coach Mike Jones, also on the NGW Green Room and uh, the Real School Army. And then we got uh, UFC Hall of Famer and Real School Army Zone, Stefan Bonner, coming up February 6th. And then uh, we got Bare Knuckle Fighting March 12th with J.D. Burns and his wife, Skylar Burns, at... Uh, Tampa, Florida at the fairgrounds for Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. Absolutely. And um, this Sunday, Blue Collar Wrestling having a pay-per-view. The Hess Express is back. I believe they will be facing the Natural Born Outlaws for the tag team titles. Uh, I will be attending the Sunny O'Mara Celebration of Life, so I won't be able to be there as originally thought, but Everybody should get the pay-per-view, support Blue Collar. They are back to weekly shows at a new venue called The Colony in North Portland. So check them out. Also, you can find me at the aforementioned Timber Pro Wrestling Show on the 5th. So a week from tomorrow, I'll be back at it for Timber Pro Wrestling. And then the next day, I should be back at Blue Collar. Should have that. 100% 100% confirmed by Sunday, so I'll let you know Sunday. And this coming Sunday, we have Jay Diesel, formerly of Ring of Honor, uh, stand out on the independent scene in the Northeast. He will be with us. Should be a great show then. And then you'll want to make sure you are back with us next Friday as we have the return of Jim Cornette's consigliere, Stephen P. New from the New Law Office and All-Star Wrestling in West Virginia. So make sure you are here for that. He's got a lot of irons in the fire, if you will. So should be a fascinating hour with him. Everybody continue to be safe out there. Support your local independent professional wrestling wherever it may be. And we will talk to you soon.
Okay, cool. Dan likes those, remember? 